Welcome everyone, I am your mistress of ceremonies for the evening. Uh, it's been a hot minute, we're so happy to be back and to see you all back. Uh, thank you for being patient with our series of failed con saves that led to us missing our last session. But this show is back on the road and the show must go on. We're going to be continuing our game of Crossroads Carnival by Magpie Studios, written by Kate Bullock, um, this evening. Crossroads Carnival is an ash can, so it is sort of a very, very thin, playable, early release material that may or may not ever be developed into a full-sized game, but it is fantastic and quite a lot of fun, even in its current form. It's also Remember? quite cheap, so pick up a copy if you like what you see here. Quite yeah. cheap, and with no plans of becoming pay-to-play. Let's just make that point. Yep. Right. Amber sounds like such a roller coaster announcer right now. Like, Whatever. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting ready to like get strapped in. Yeah, like, you're gonna buckle up, ride. Speaking of buckling up, there are a few content warnings that come with this game. Um, due to the improvisational nature of RPGs, it's impossible to anticipate every difficult material that may arise. But there are a few that I can give you a fair head heads up about here. Um, that includes. Violence and abuse toward children, which is non-sexual in this case. Uh, themes about misogyny, patriarchy, mental illness, uh, general violence and emotional abuse. A fair amount of body horror, uh, Judeo-Christian religious horror, and some pagan, but that's more on the folklore side. Um, as well as uh, all types of othering and outcasting you can expect to see in this week's uh, episode and in this series in general. It is a horror game, so... Difficult subjects come with the material. Um, we want you all to be um, as uncomfortable as you are willing to be, and no further. We don't want real harm to come to our audience, so take care of yourselves. Uh, and with that, I will give us a quick recap on our previous two sessions, and we will get right into the action. Do you want to maybe take a minute to reintroduce characters, too, because it's been a while? Uh, yeah, let's do the character reintroduction first, actually, so I have some context for the Recap. Cool. I can do mine first then. Uh, I am playing, I, this is mostly to remind myself because I'm old, almost as old as my character. Uh, Fenemy, almost, just, just a couple years younger. Uh, Fenemy is actually uh, the Delphic Oracle of Apollo. Uh, she is that old. Uh, and she's immortal because she's the daughter of Apollo. And she is a um, very kind of like mean woman who looks like a young 50s but with a very steel gray hair and she is the seer in the carnival uh but the only thing is she can literally see the future she's not bullshitting you so that's who i'm playing uh i can go next uh i play a character named joan uh i don't know really what to say about her joan loves to eat she is a wolf person type of situation act she's just very hairy like all over head to toe face hands uh she's friendly playful she plays a lot of pranks she uh she's very loyal to the circus and she's loyal to her people and she cares about them a lot she's been missing for the last session so uh i'll get more familiar with joan as we're playing <laughs> She's good friends with Sondor. That's that's like the one note I have here. And it's suspicious of you. And Yeva. she collects people's dogs. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yes. that's that's true too. She liberates them. Let's let liberate people's Please. dogs. Uh I am playing the uh strongman Sander, who is uh supernaturally strong. 
I guess he was cursed by a rival for uh, uh, boundless strength, strength that he cannot control to the point where he has accidentally killed a few people and he does not want to. <clears throat> yes. Accidents happen. <laughs> he has accident. He has uh, he has yeeted some uh weights by accident. Accidental weight yeeting. Quite a way to die. Yes, death by yeeting. Um, so he he's he tries to be gentle around the carnival, and he's off to the side for most uh for most of his daily in and out lives and unless he's interacting with uh, the rest of the carnival doing his uh what he need what needs to be done around the the carnival uh and similarly to Joan missing from the last session because I was dying uh I am playing Yeva so Yeva is the snake charmer um, similarly to Fenemy, she is actually significantly older than she looks. She is the daughter of a Gorgon. Uh, but instead of Fenemy, she very purposely takes a very youthful and exotic and sensual appearance. She uses her body to get what she wants, basically, and she just likes manipulating people and taking things from them that they like. Doesn't have to have value to her, has to have value to them. Uh, and I am also playing Mahela, who is her snake, a massive yellow python. And is loyal to Yeva and Yeva only. Her baby. Her baby, yeah. Her sweet baby. <laughs> Evil woman and her snake. All right, that's a quick overview of most of our cast. Levi, played by Troy, is not present tonight, but will likely reappear for the grand finale. Uh, thus far on Crossroads Carnival, what you all have missed if you're just tuning in is our uh, mysterious kind of liminal space occupying carnival has rolled up into the small, dusty town of Silence, Oklahoma. Tiny town of 300 people. We are in December of 1938, dead smack in the middle of the Dust Bowl in the Depression, um, perched in this little town that is, they have found, doing a bit better than most of the other uh sort of damned and despairing places that they visited recently. It is perched by a large stretch of shelter belt, which are some trees that were planted in a government effort to try to slow the erosion of topsoil. Um, and the people here are not quite so starved, not quite so hopeless, not quite so forlorn. There are more supplies in the shops. Um, they're not by any means uh, living, uh, living large or anything like that, but it's a noticeable difference that they are faring better and there doesn't appear to be any outward reason why, which is the first sort of uncomfortable thing about Silence, Oklahoma. But our carnival and our crew uh, must perform if they want to eat. There are uh, mouths to feed, there are supplies to be bought, repairs to be made. So uh, a little bit behind schedule, they had uh, wanted to be in a much larger city for the holidays, um, but you know, dust storms and whatnot have set them back. They have pitched up camp and set up to uh, spend a few nights performing uh, and entertaining the folks of silence over the holidays. We start on opening night and uh, go through our actors as one by one. They put on their shows to uh, delight, titillate, frighten, and disgust all of the rubes of silence. And uh, during these performances, which they are quite used to, Several of them noticed some different things. 
Uh, Fenemy met a young girl who did not give her name, came into her tent to have her fortune read, and asked about her sister. Fenemy tapped into her oracular powers and saw some disturbing visions about what may have befallen this young girl and what may befall her yet still. Uh, it became very apparent to Fenemy right away that something is very wrong in the town of Silence, but before she could further pursue those questions, the young girl ran away. Several other children were noticed uh, at different parts during the acts, as well as some perhaps more prominent members of society picked out of the audience. Um, but the, uh, the crew got together after opening night and decided uh, that this, is, this town has some secrets and they best keep their wits about them over the next few days if they want to survive it. Uh, in our second session, they <laughs> went into town after a uh, young woman from town, Emma, uh, very pregnant, approached Sandor and basically begged him to ask the ringmaster to take her on so she can travel with them. She was terrified and frightened of staying in this town and having her child here. Waylon turns out to be quite a decent guy, as most of the long-term circus members uh, know, and agreed to take her on in exchange for work and give her fair wages and whatnot. But supplies needed to be bought and fetched from her residence. So uh, the players sort of divvied up some some tasks and ventured into town. It was Sandor and Fenemy who went to Emma's residence, a little house perched on the outskirts of town, decidedly kept from the sort of town proper, um, an outcast's home, uh, in disrepair where she shared her home with uh, an older woman, Helen, who is also kind of a pariah of the town. Uh, they had uh, some conversations with Helen gathered Emma's things, uh, met a young boy, Ricky, who also had some concerns about what all the parents are doing and what is happening to the children who have been disappearing each holiday season from silence. Uh, it's a bit tight-lipped, very upset, very angry, um, but gave a few useful tidbits of information before he went about his business. Meanwhile, Levi... Um, who has uh, seen a young boy, Eli, multiple times, who in fact got lost at the circus the night before because he's very mischievous and runs around and has sticky fingers and can't be, uh, can't be contained by his older brother, despite the, how hard the older brother tries, uh, was in the woods again. Levi managed to go in after him a short ways, where the woods took on a very different depth and feeling, but he lured the child back out into the village and is walking him back to the carnival. And that is pretty much uh, what happened most recently on Crossroads Carnival. So we will continue on this day. This day is the night before Christmas, or the morning before Christmas. We're in Christmas Eve right now. And uh, Fenemy and Sandor, you are still in the town proper, just headed back from your heading back from your visit with Helen. But we are, uh, and Levi is, you know, walking this child off to the carnival where he will be absent for this session. <laughs> But we are going to start our opening scene a little bit previously. Some folks have been missing. Uh, Sandor, Fenemy, Levi woke up in the morning to find, you know, a few of their regular friends and actors not around. Not an immediate p moment for concern, but something that nevertheless doesn't sit perfectly well when you know you're dealing with a strange town full of strange people. So what were they up to? We're going to start with the very, very pale light of Falston filtering through a dirty, leaded window, some tattered 
uh, kind of uh, just very sun-bleached curtains onto a bed in a bedroom. And this bed is a sleeping man, out cold, uh, snoring away slightly, and a uh, somewhat disheveled Yeva waking up. Yeva, you're waking in this bed here. Uh, you, during your performance, immediately singled out what turned out to be the town sheriff, Grant, oh, yeah. the night before. Uh, and we're especially intrigued by the fact he was both enamored and disgusted by your performance. It was not hard. It was not very hard after that to get you to slither your way back home with him. <laughs> not at all. Are you kidding? And here you are, the morning after waking up, and you're in that moment of absolute quiet stillness where you know this man is sleeping beside you. He's completely out cold, and you're sitting there in that moment of power, realizing you could do anything you want to him, and there is nothing he could do about it. And the absolute um. Trust that nothing bad will happen to him is always especially delightful. They're so naive, so ignorant. They don't even know what they're doing. But you're sitting there relishing in that moment of realizing you could kill him if you wanted to. You could do anything. This most powerful man in town is laying in bed stark naked and his gun is on the chair in the corner. Gun belt just looped over the side. All his little petty personal belongings are scattered about. All these little bits of his life, little bits of his secrets everywhere. And you, a stranger, have your have your will, have your way with this moment. What do you do? So, besides the the bed, what other things are in the room? The room is, so it's sparsely populated with furniture. So there's a chair in the corner that he mostly just throws stuff on from the look of it. There's like a hat and some pieces of clothing piled on it. The gun belt looped on the side there. Um, there is a uh, small desk. Looks like a writing desk. It's got some stacks of papers, a couple beaten up old books, some plates and cups and dishes that have piled up there. Um, and there is a closet that is closed. Other than that, there's not much in this room. Um, there's no art on the walls. There are no soft touches anywhere, really. It's sort of a bare minimalist look right now. Uh, very bare bones. She's disappointed at the lack of pretty fabrics, but is understanding. Uh, so she's going to take a look at the papers on the desk. See what this guy was was writing, was working on. All right, you. Slide out of bed, quiet as a mouse, and walk soundlessly across the floorboards, over to the bed, over to the bedside uh, desk there, and start leafing through some of the papers and books. Uh, one of the books is a beaten-up, worn copy of King James Bible. No good Christian would be without one. Um, there are a few um, kind of notes that are just scrawled on loose-leaf paper about sort of petty crimes. So-and-so is reported this going missing, there's a date... A uh, couple, like, kind of self-recorded statements from witnesses. Uh, things like that. Nothing in there looks uh, particularly um, scandalous or important. Things gone missing. Altercation down at the uh, local eatery. That sort of stuff. Uh, you find a few scraps that are, um, like, receipts from the general store. Foodstuffs. Uh, common things. Nothing fancy. Um... Nothing indulgent, nothing 
no sign of spending on presents or anything like that. Um, and you see uh, there's some ammo purchases on the most recent receipt he bought. Yeah, a not insignificant amount of ammunition, especially considering how expensive it is, uh, relatively recently. Okay. So weird, but not anything scandalous. Yeah. So she'll she'll kind of take a peek, just a light peek into the closet, just to see if anything stands out, anything out of the ordinary. Give the closet a quiet little crack, slip that open in there. The first thing that greets you is, you know, the kind of leather and dust smell of working man's clothes and boots and whatnot, and you see trousers, some hanging shirts and jackets, um, a couple extra belts looped over. Um, But you do see a couple boxes covered in dust kind of at the very top of the closet, and there is also a woman's dress pushed all the way to the back, kind of hidden by where the closet pole, like, disappears into the wall area. A single woman's dress. Prizes. She is going to very carefully reach up, take the boxes down, and kind of just leaf through them. You kind of settle lower on the floor, pop the box open. Um, You hear Grant snoring, steady and deep in the background. Gives you more confidence that you're not about to be caught at this ungodly hour. And you open it up, and they are personal effects of a woman. Uh, There's a hairbrush, a pocket mirror a little clutch bag, um, a couple jewelry boxes, um, soft, pretty things. Uh, Not a ton, not necessarily super expensive or anything. They're the sort of things you would expect of, you know, a a woman of the town, of a town this size, in this place. A couple nice things made in tarnished silver, a locket, something that might have been passed down through generations. But they're all packed away, and the amount of dust on this box indicates to you has not been opened in several years. So upon seeing this, she's going to look back at her conquest, and she wants to check his left hand for a wedding ring. He is still wearing a wedding ring. (laughs) Plain silver band, not a fancy affair, but it's there. She is going to take the hand mirror. Pretty, always useful. Slip it into her bag. Pack the box back up where it goes. Close the closet. And then try and steal his wedding ring. Right off his oh. sleeping hand. Alright, that's gonna be some kind of Let's Yeah, I was like, what do I have to do for this? Let's take a look at what we should do here. Hmm. Let's see, maybe, maybe this will just be kind of an ability roll. Oh my god, I have to check what the moves, like the regular moves are. I mean, would it be like indulge or inner monster? Is that an inner monster thing? Could be, yeah. It is an indulgence, but the kind of effects of that move don't really match what she's That's true. trying to That's do. That's fair. I mean, I if you, I don't know if this would work. I mean, I could just do a grace roll. That's gonna be my other suggestion. 
Hmm. You know, Grace is more of a... More of a soulful... Is it? Could be Guile. Yeah, Guile is, like, manipulating and Grace is, like, understanding. Hmm, I see. People. I see. But you know what? Let's you know let's let's give it a grace. Let's give it a grace. You're okay. So it's trying not to wake this man through an understanding of how men sleep and how asleep he is. And we'll, how men work. Yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. You're you're in tune to this guy right now. Two <laughs> d six plus roll. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, that is a thirteen. Thirteen. I rolled a five and a six. <laughs> uh. You kind of, his hand is just kind of above his head. He's sleeping face down and you just kind of slip over the, you hold, and he holds your hand a little bit as you lift it. His hand closes around yours very slightly and you just sort of ease the ring down to his knuckle and he shifts and you just, not even panicking a little bit, reach out and just caress his hair gently and he settles back down as you slip the ring off, never waking. Once she has her her prize safely in her possession, she's going to, again, slip it into her little bag. She is going to uh, get dressed. And then she's going to uh, look over to where his gun belt is and just take the gun. Doop, doop, doop. (laughs) take it into the bag we've done it this is second game where troy has not gotten the gun i have sarah got the gun first i'm I'm stealing everyone else's bits for this character (laughs) Um, so she is going to just slip her bag over her like she hasn't stolen three things from him she is gonna do the gentle little sleepy face caress give him a little kiss on the forehead and just leave just open up that bedroom door walk on out into the short hall cutting about to cut through the kitchen to the front door and as you're leaving that hall into the kitchen there is a boy sitting at the kitchen table eating some oatmeal um maybe 13 years old uh kind of roughed up he's got a bruise on his face or two uh and he's just like spoon to his mouth just freezes and stares at you. <laughs> Hello, darling. You see, oh, you know what? This is a this is a role here. This is a role here. Let's see. She's playing it cool. She's definitely encountered kids like in this sort of situation before. Yo, walk of shame. I just- you think she has any shame in this matter? Not at all. No, exactly. but you probably pretend you do. If she doesn't, <laughs> she has to pretend. Yeah, sure. This is going to be, I think this is an offer comfort role coming up here. Uh, there's a lot on this kid's face right now. And with yeah. the right consideration, you may be able to get some information. Oh, close grace. Okay, I can do that. Hello, darling. <laughs> uh, It's not perfect. It's a seven. Seven, you still get to ask a question out here. Uh, okay. I'll give you a little context before you pick here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the look on his, he's, 
he's shocked to see you, but it's it's not the shock of like it's the it's a shock of that is immediately followed by a disgust and a disdain, not necessarily for you. He looks at you and you can tell he's immediately thinking about his father <laughs> and like how dare and there's there's anger under that as well. He sees you and you're not the point. He's just so mad at his father that you are here. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. So she will she will she won't sit at the table, but she'll walk nearer. Um and so the question I want to ask is what do you desire from your father? Okay, okay. Let's see how we can play into that. Uh as you kind of come nearer, he says, When did you get here? And she she recognizes the that he knows basically and just very quietly calmly just Late last night. With that circus? I am. And he just kind of huffs and he has a moment where he's he's laughing at something to himself that he finds very not funny sort of thing. Yeah. And you can see like the, the muscle in his jaw feather a little bit and he holds the spoon a little tighter and he just looks back down and he like shovels another bite into his mouth. At this point, she does perch herself kind of sideways on one of the chairs. She'll just kind of lean in slightly. I know how you feel. Sometimes when you're on the road, you just need comfort. But I know that's not fair to you. Miss, you have no idea how I feel. <laughs> What do you want, then? What do you want from him? I don't know why you like him, but he's the biggest hypocrite in the world. And a lot of people would be better off if he were gone. What is he hypocritical of? Lawmen going against the law, one of them. He uh, sort of puts his spoon down a little loudly and he stands up and he says, I don't know you. I'm sure you're a very nice lady. But dad's a real piece of work bringing you home. After what he did. And he sort of, uh, he tears up a little bit. After what he did about Ruth. And then he, uh, he turns around and he, he just leaves the, he leaves the building. He goes right out the front door and shuts it kind of hard. She just kind of watches him quietly for a second. Is there a back door or is there only a front door? 
Um, you know, I think there's a back door too. She leaves out the back. This kid needs space. She just fucked his. Somebody like that door closed kind of loud. I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I'm gonna really, really quick because uh, I want to interrupt this. Uh, Ray and stuff. Thank you for 11 months of resub. C stock. Thank you for nine months with Bezos money. Uh, and we got rerolls all around from Doc Void, so that is one roll for each of us. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Doing my quick love now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Something's so much better about getting Bezos money. It feels it feels very rewarding. It really does. It does. Just take it from his cold Scrooge like. Rubby hands. little hands, yeah. Every Christmas three goes to Slowly robbing the dragon's hoard. <laughs> he doesn't even give a shit. It's, yeah, it's like taking a copper at a time out of the red dragon's board. <laughs> uh, but but yes, the, the the very nice lady sneaks her way out of the back and tries to make her way back to the carnival unnoticed. You slip right out back. It is quite early in the morning. Yeah. Um, there are very few souls about. A couple uh, people that you see just sort of in the distance uh, waking up, going out to scrape around in the dirt where they're trying to grow something or throwing a few scant scraps out to skinny dog, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I'm sorry. Scrape around in the dirt is really funny. It's like scrape around in the dirt. Prototypical, you know? prototypical, like American dust ball, like 30s. Yep, it's like just somebody's dust. just they're like, really Ugh. just moving it around, but you know, they're trying, they're pretending. Some skinny person <laughs> with a hoe is just like, Ugh. <laughs> Just hoeing dirt out there. Hoeing dirt. Hoeing and then the dirt. other hoe's going home. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, so you quickly, you know, walk down the little the little main, trying to keep to the side. Um, here and there, the sort of early risers, everyone that notices you does stop and stare, like, notably. Um, the, the walls have eyes, and they are taking note of the Nice early morning visitor leaving the sheriff's house. <laughs> Good. They None should. of them are smiling or have at all approving looks on their faces. <laughs> but no one approaches you or stops you and they watch you as you like swiftly make your way up the little hill toward the sort of clearing outside of town that you can see all the little tents and whatnot and trucks parked in for the carnival. Yep, and she's looking for her bestie. She's looking for Mahala. She wants her snake baby. <laughs> No. Where are you, sweetness? <laughs> <laughs> what if if the cat sound is pss, 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 what's the snake sound? How do you summon a snake? You know, I I, <laughs> I don't do the pss, pss, pss for cats. I do. That's I do true. like a clicky sound, you know. Hmm. So my snake sound would be the. Pss, pss, pss. <laughs> I mean, the snake probably knows what Yeva like smells like from a mile away. So. Oh, yeah. You know what? The snake is meeting you partway as you're through the field, just like oh slithering God. along. Giant Terrifying. yellow constrictor snake just out, Terrifying. you know? <laughs> slithering through the sort of withered winter grass here in the Oklahoma swept plains, just coming to mama. <laughs> yep, and she's just like right into her arms, right around her, just little kissies on the snoo, like she didn't just ruin some lives. <laughs> oh, I have missed you. <laughs> His child saw me excellent. <laughs> His mustache twirling you back to your tent. His child saw me. His neighbor saw me. I got a gun. I'm winning. <laughs> they see you instead of walking day. faster, you just put extra sachet into those hips as <laughs> you walk around. <laughs> All right. Uh, you get back to the um, the carnival. It's 
very early morning. Just a few of the earliest birds are up, you know, starting to hang or do some early morning wash, get the cook fires going and stuff. But everything appears normal. Um, and you slip back to your tent to get yourself properly cleaned up and ready for the day and whatnot with Mahela. Uh, Joan. Ooh. You also have a very early morning. Nah. You're actually you're sleeping quite comfortably, you know? You're like, ah, you're in that you're in that really good comfy sleep spot and you're like, ah, and you're drooling a little bit and you don't care. And then you're just like, ah, perfect comfy sleep and you're just hearing the distance bark. 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 Getting like just more urgent and loud and you're like, ah, and then you feel like a wet tongue on your face. And you just start waking up all groggily, and the first thing you notice is that you are not—you do not smell like you are at home. The first thing you always notice when you wake is where the place you wake smells. Mm-hmm. It's like how it smells. Doesn't smell like the the oil and the candy floss scent and the sweat scent of the carnival, the motor oil. None of that. You smell woods, and not woods that you are used to. These are not the woods of the Midwest and whatnot that you occasionally have seen either in your past or visited the little scraggly uh, patches thereof. These are deep, deep raw woods. Um, And it smells cold. And it smells moist. And it smells just uh, like brisk with pine and growing things. Ah. And you wake up and you're, there's a cold, the ground is cold and hard and damp against your cheek. And as you lift your head, some pine needles sort of fall from the like fur and hair on your face and there's a taste in your mouth first like mm, meat and then you're like mm, blood <laughs> and there's stuff stuck between your teeth um and there is a beagle little very skinny little scrappy looking like beagle mix barking at you a beagle um, i know or a beagle i don't know uh you, it takes you, you're like i you don't have any memory of this beagle you're somewhat used to waking up without your memories, though. Hmm. Um, but this little beagle is barking at you, and you're like, oh, hey, cute puppy. And then you realize he's afraid. Uh, this is not like a, hey, get up, or playful thing. He's he's sort of frantic. His eyes are large and bulging, and he's looking around, and he's barking at you um, because he's terrified. And you can see, like, the little ribs on his side sort of flashing with how big his breaths are. And he, like keeps running towards you, then running away and looking around frantically in the brush and things around him. His tail is tucked really low to his body. Aww. Um, he's very scared. Can I offer comfort to this little dog? You absolutely can. <laughs> hey, little buddy. What's wrong? Where's Timmy? <laughs> Where indeed? <laughs> Uh, I got an eight. All right, you can pick. Uh, okay. Um, you get one. About what's going on with this little beetle. Like, hey, buddy. Uh, I guess. Who here frightens you? Is what I'm All right, you're like, out. hey, buddy, hey, buddy, what's going on? And you sort of reach out and you manage to pull him in closer to you and he tucks himself against your body. And you're looking around the woods um, and you're looking where he's looking, where his ears are twitching toward where he's sniffing. Mm-hmm. And you see a couple, maybe a dozen yards away, enough to have given you space, but um, not so much that you don't uh, immediately kind of question why you did not notice her there before. There is a woman. <laughs> she 
she is uh she's sort of leaned against um one of these really tall coniferous trees. You're not really familiar with it. It's not quite like a tree you've seen anywhere else. Um and she's uh she's very wild looking. Her skin is dirty, her face is weathered, her hair is just a wild mess of mats and tangles with like burrs and bits of twig and leaf in and her clothing is just layers upon layers of like different threadbare rags and whatnot just piled on until there's something a little more formidable but she's leaning against the tree and she's carving up a rabbit it's making those soft wet noises as she kind of she's pulling the skin off right now just degloving this whole thing you hear the wet slop of her kind of throw the hide to the ground and then the she splits it open spill some of the innards out and you're like that smells delicious dog is terrified of her so it's all right there, little fella. It's just a lady in some rabbit, I think. Dad, I don't notice anything else. See, she doesn't, nothing seems dangerous. Uh, she's not doing, other than gutting this rabbit in a very efficient and brutal manner, um, hmm. she's not making any, like, outward threats or anything. She knows that you're there. You look at her and she, she kind of gives you a cursory glance and then kind of, kind of just grinds her teeth, grits her teeth a little bit and goes back to her. Her gruesome work. Uh, I'm going to take, like, stock of myself. Like, like I'm wearing clothes. i am got shoes, no shoes. Like, uh, your clothes are just tatters that are clinging left to your body. Um, you can tell from the quality of the few bits of clothes that cling to you that you had an episode yeah. last night and Sandor did not stop it. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, all right. I'm going to... dog is afraid of her. Hmm. But the dog is staying, like, when I let him go. Yep, he's kind of tucked against you now, and he's not going anywhere. He's, like, hiding behind your leg. Hmm. Uh, hi. This this dog yours? She looks at you, and she says, Nope. Oh. All right. Uh, where where are we? You don't remember coming here last night, little wolf. Ah, no, no, I don't. But it sounds like you do remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything that happens in these cursed woods. Oh, so you live here. This is, this is like your home. Mother's home is where her children are. Oh, fuck. Huh. So you got <laughs> kids. <laughs> so you got kids. All right. Uh. She's <laughs> just like looking around. Uh, Why are you so nervous? Don't you want to stay? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, I I have a home that hopefully will be not leaving without me. Uh, would like to get back to them. Yeah. There's no home for the likes of you anywhere near silence. Oh, so we are still in silence. You're near silence. In a way. 
very uh, menacing sounding. Um, so uh, what did you see last night? You mean you asking me if I saw you, little wolf? I mean, it sounds like you saw me. I just don't know what or how much you saw. She asks, sort of finishes with the rabbit and uh, looks at you and she just sort of pins it against the tree with a knife for a few minutes and just scrubs her bloody hands on the outermost layer of her various skirts. She looks at you and she says, couldn't you feel it when you first came here? The trees. They are trees, yes. Well, something in you heard them calling. Hmm. Now I something that here. longs for a place with a little more shade and space. None of my friends are here. I got a family. You have you friends. You can always make new friends. I like the ones I have. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweet. In all due respect, lady, you don't know me that well. I don't really know you that well. Oh, I think I know you better than you like most. Well, that's not Comfort. That's not comforting at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you gonna share some of that? But just for you. She looks at it. She says, "It's for you." Oh well, I guess you're nicer than you first appeared. That's very <laughs> She's nice. like, "I'm sold. I was given food." <laughs> very very nice. Uh. How how did you find me? I heard you. Uh, you're not quiet when I'm you're not. hunting. No, no, I'm not. Uh, did I catch it? I caught something. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Some small game. Hmm. Can I tell the the taste that's in my mouth of blood? Can I is that? Can I tell like what kind of blood it is? You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think you maybe think you maybe got a rabbit or two, maybe something more weaselly. All right, okay, <laughs> that's good. Thanks. That's... Hmm. Hunting's better in these woods. Best hunting for miles. You sound like you want me to stay here. Do you need a friend? I have long since got over any sense of loneliness. It's not, not me like that you... wants you to stay. It's the trees. Oh, the trees want me to stay. I understand. I'm following. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> the trees. <laughs> oh, You're very much of two minds. I think you think and see a little more clearly at night. only I can remember. How long have you lived out here? 
since my boy moved. When did he move out here? It'll be two years to the day. Tonight. Oh. Is he around here? He's around. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, uh. I'm just gonna almost have enough. Oh, you almost have enough? Enough, uh, what? Enough. Friends. You're a very ominous lady. Um, alright, well. Things will move up faster. Oh, I, I can't, I can't stay here. I, like I said, I already oh, have a home. but you must. I must. What? You belong in a place like this. A place still wild. Not with all those trucks and dust. And men and guns. She kind of stoops down for a moment and picks up a handful of, like, just dirt and loose pine needles and crumbles them. You belong here. You can help. With the work. I mean, lady, I don't, I don't know how much you know of me, but I'm, I'm a pretty domesticated wolf now. I've gotten used to like the men and the dust and the trucks. No such thing as a domesticated wolf. That's a dog. She kind of glances at the cowering beagle. You are a wolf. I will keep that in mind. I'm just going to take my gift rabbit here and go. <laughs> but thank you. Very nice to meet you. Mary. Mary. Hope I don't meet your son. But um, you have a lovely day. He'll be back tonight. I certainly He'll hope He'll be back not. every night. Every night. Have a good day, Joan. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you keep that rabbit. I'm just going to take this dog and I'm going to go. So, <laughs> I'm going to take the dog and just try and find my way back if, if I can. You're like, <laughs> and you just head off. She doesn't follow you or anything. <laughs> she doesn't follow you or anything, and you're walking, and you kind of glance behind, and you see her. She's not really doing anything, though. She's just kind of watching after you. Uh, that just kind of look of certainty on her weathered and haggard face as you put more and more trees between you until she's lost in the uh in the forest line i'm just gonna like just keep petting this dog more for myself than the dog <laughs> like just nervously <laughs> like huh. this mm. little dog is trembling in your arms you can feel his whole mm -hmm. tiny body vibrating which is made kind of more severe by the fact he's very thin oh does he have a collar or anything 
Nope. Nope. No collar. Just All a right. scruffy looking Perfect. little beagle mix. My dog now. Uh <laughs> more of a pup than a dog. He's probably, you know, ten, oh. eleven months old. Less than a year. Not like Looks a like little baby puppy, old but puppy ten years. <laughs> less less than a year old. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, and you're walking barefoot through these woods. Uh the cold frozen ground is very firm beneath your feet, except when you hit a patch of moss, still green in the winter chill. Um or a thicker pile of needles here and there, or the How soft, much? feathery boughs of princess pine. Sorry to cut you off. How much of what she said, like, felt true inside? Like, how much do I like this forest or not like this forest? Do I get any sort of sense of that? Yes. Um, when she spoke to you, you felt a longing in the pit of your stomach for a place like this. You've always found home among people and pack. You've never felt a sense of home in a place before, like you feel here. And as you're walking and your feet are treading lightly on the soft needles, the cold ground, the the stiff bits of moss, your steps almost feel familiar to you, as if steps of those before you forefathers before you pause before you have walked these same game trails through these same woods it feels old and it feels familiar in an old way that's in your bones and that frightens you because the parts of you that feel that longing that feel that familiarity they're the parts of you that frighten you the most Thank you. Yeah, I am just going to continue to nervously pet this dog and head back to the circus. Yeah. Looking around. Um, the woods are very dark. It's very early in the morning, and the woods are quite dense. The canopy is very thick, and you only see bits and slashes of sky here and there, where a tree has perhaps fallen and knocked down some of the older growth here or there. Um, but it almost it, it's like an illusory night, almost, in these woods. Um, and the woods feel way larger than they have any right to be. Like you, you saw the shelter belt at a distance when you were coming through the hills. It is a belt <laughs> of trees. It should take three or four minutes of brisk walking to cross yeah. through to the other side. But you feel like you're in the middle of something. Mm, of okay. Somewhere else or maybe an, some, some when else. Um, and it, it just raises all the hairs on your back and on your arms, uh, just at alarm, livened with a charge. Um, and you're kind of wandering lost in a ways. And as you're going, you hear, you know, the small bits of life here and there, the scurrying of a squirrel in the underbrush, the flutter of something with feathers in the canopy above, or the snap and slither of lower, slower things. And the darker shadows that your vision cannot penetrate. God damn it, I hate snakes. But the woods feel very much alive. You and don't happen to know the way home, right? I'm just talking to this dog now. <laughs> <laughs> this poor buddy. <sighs> All right. Uh, you may wish to make a move to navigate these woods if you want to mm. peruse the options available to you. Okay. I guess there's keep an eye out for darkness. I'm trying to see if 
You combined two moves there in the title of oh, one. Yes. <laughs> Keep an eye out for trouble. Whoops. I did. Strike a deal. Blah, blah, blah. Lash out. No, it's not it. I'm trying to see if Indulge or Inner Monster gets you anything. No. Enter the darkness in the face of danger. Hmm. All right, I guess I will do keep an eye out for trouble. All right, give it a roll. Plus Guile. Oof, I got a five. A five? My Guile is minus one. Oh. You have rerolls. Don't forget. I do have rerolls. You do have rerolls. Yeah, I we will, have one I for will, each of us. Uh, I will use my reroll. All right. Ah, well, I use my it's classic just to re-roll worse, just so you all know. <laughs> Same here, actually. It or just, to a lot too. just yeah. take the ring from Chris, run into the next room, and then kill yourself. <laughs> Fun times. Classic Jess. <sighs> I don't know. All right, I will, I will do it, bro. Why yeah, what? Got a four. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, please stand a queen. That's our chest. <laughs> All right, you are quite well and firmly lost. Uh, yeah, that's and great. I've got a Dorothy yep, dog. You've it's got this good. little puppy got Toto. clutched to your chest, and you're going to be wandering the woods for a little bit at least. Just me and Toto. I'm just going to be talking to this dog the whole time, <laughs> and she wanders for several hours. Yeah. And several hours later, finds Sandor and Fenemy uh, leaving Helen's um, after having that uh, little run-in with the boy on the road, the sheriff's son, <laughs> uh, and heading either back toward the carnival or elsewhere into town. But the uh, boy has just departed off on his way, um, and you are kind of down at the end of the long dirt drive that leads to Helen's house either about to rejoin the sort of more main drag of town or set your course elsewhere. Um, it is getting closer to midday right now. I think we were heading right home, right, Kent? Yeah, pretty much going back with all the stuff. Because uh, I, I remember Fenemy, I think if I remember correctly, she she got some vibes off that kid with some abilities, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, you were trying yeah, I, I can't remember that exactly, but I know she was pretty shook up about it. So uh, she wants to just like get back because she wants to feed the sheriff to the snake. Yep. She knows he's a bad <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs> Wait, did you say I run into them as they're like heading? Nope, nope. No, okay. You're, you're jumping to them. For right. several hours. So this is now midday like, now yes. and you're at this point still wandering. <laughs> Why? I forget. Jess, don't we have like what's what's Fenemy's relationship to Joan? I don't remember that if we had something. I don't know if you had. Hold on, let me see. I don't have anything written down. I don't know if it was something from your on your character sheet. I don't know. I have. Uh, Yeva gives me gives me opium. Hmm. Um, I don't like Levi. We clash, and Sandor and I. I kind of hmm. hover over Sandor because I have actually see his future and want to stake a step ahead of it but i don't tell him what it is that's right uh, yeah, so i, may, I mean it could anything. it could conceivably be something where wait did we just change all around 
Yeah, we just lost Kent. We are one. And we moved all around. Hold on. Let me let me just rearrange people <laughs> while I do this. So um Yeah, I don't think we just wait we wait until anything. he gets back because it's gonna move it all again. Yeah, I'll just wait for that. Uh yeah, Kent is now I, the mistress mistress of ceremonies. So we could I, yeah. we could I'm not we ready could for say, this. We could say <laughs> that um, is not prepared. We could say that you probably might not like the fact that she kind of hangs around Sandor a lot, maybe. I don't know, that's up to you. I mean, uh, I think it's fine. It sounds like you help Sandor. Yeah, it's not really kind of a creepy there. old mystic. I don't know. But she's oh, yeah, not like not... a bitch. No, 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 no. There's just, yeah, you're nice. Just I don't know. Yeah. You're you're like one of the fam. Like, I don't know. All right. They're probably just neutral. One of the fam. One of the fam. Yeah, it's probably just what? neutral. Okay. All right. If you're heading directly to town, you do not pass go, do not collect $200 sort of directly yeah, to town. You can time. avoid most of the main drag. You are on the outskirts of it right now, so it's easy enough to just sort of continue to skirt around the town back toward uh, this, the site of your camp. Why can't I move Kent? Oh, gosh. No, well, that's just because I made the main Kent thing. Is Kent is an immovable up. <laughs> he is. He's, he's and literally an unstoppable immovable. force. <laughs> eh, we never claimed to be a professional Twitch stream. Who cares? Oh, I've seen this happen on professional Twitch streams. I just don't understand why. I, you know, I might have to just delete you guys and redo this. We keep, keep talking. I can do that while yeah. we do that. Yeah. So skirting around, uh, <laughs> keep talking as I talk to you, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's do that first. Kent, for a minute, you're just going to have to be stuck behind the thing. Uh, That's fine. All right. Um, You two arrive back at the camp, uh, carrying the couple little bags that you had packed of Emma's belongings. Mm -hmm. And one of um, her, one of Helen's paintings. That's right. Yes. Um, And uh, you kind of roll back up into camp. Uh, One of the first thing you notice is that Yeva is back. Doing whatever Yeva so chooses to do, nearing midday around uh, the carnival. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yeva is um, she's she's giving Mahela her her noontime uh, meal and little um, like the equivalent of like a snake back scratch to help with like her eventual d- shedding. Just like, boiling oh. the scales. Yeah, snake's getting pampered. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. She's out there pampering the snake by one of the larger, warmer fires. Those cold-blooded things do love heat. Yes. <laughs> um, and seeing that Yeva is back, Sandor, you probably look around for Joan. Wondering mm-hmm. if they went off together to fight mm-hmm. or interrupt each other's plots or whatever it is that they do. <laughs> um, and you don't see any sign of her. Probably starting to get more antsy about that. Yeah, because it, it, it isn't unusual for her to disappear. I uh, do occasionally miss her episodes, but uh, she's usually back by now. And the um, longer she's missing, the worse you tend situation you tend to find her in when you do find her. I'm sorry, didn't we run into her on the way back? Nope. I'm lost. No, in the we, woods. we we switched scenes. She was like, "You're lost," and then we're gonna go uh go to. Us. Yep, it's lost for several hours, and then speaking of several hours later, these gotcha, guys gotcha, are gotcha. leaving okay. Helen's house. <laughs> so so fine. So um, I I'm sorry, I got lost. I I legitimately got lost in time. So we're this is pre or after Helen. This is after Helen. 
Okay, so yeah, we sort uh, of did flashbacks for early morning. Cool. What Yeva so, and Joan I'm, were up I'm to. I'm sorry, I, I knew that, and then, I, and then everybody disappeared, and I got like I, I'm not very smart, and I can't do many things at once, so I, I kind of got. Distracted. You're old. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I am. I'm losing. I'm losing the. He's having a senior moment. <laughs> having a senior moment, a boomer moment. I was mad. I was. I just read a meme about millennials, like you know, buying too many avocados, and it made me mad. So, um, God, that's even an outdated meme. I know that was the joke, Sarah. The napkin industry. I was aware like of the fact that I was making that joke, mad. Sarah. Thank you. Please give me some credit. So, um, no. <laughs> I, 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 I want to point like, out that I think Jeff feels attacked. No, I love avocado toast. I love them too. She loves napkins. I also love napkins. Correct. I'm a mixed millennial. (laughs) God damn millennials! Uh, If you didn't buy so many avocados, wait, you do have a house though, Jess. Yeah, I do. Oh, that blows that one out of the water. I told you, mixed millennial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, forget all that stupidity. Um. Fenemy is going to head right over when she gets back because she's worked up about this. She's going to head over and she's going to see uh, Yeva. She looks at a particularly pleased mood. I, and Fenemy knows what that the means. The serpent that ate the canary. Yeah. Yeah. So, she, she walks, so she walks right in and she's about to talk about the sheriff and she's just like, stops. And she's like, you bitch, who was it? Oh, please. You looked like you had something to say to me. You first, darling. It's this town. She just kind of sits and scratches the snake. Because I think I think that maybe, maybe like, even though the snake only has eyes for you, I like to think that Fenime. No, no, she stuff. accepts Fenime because she knows that Yeva and Fenime at least get, they get along. We've got the Greek thing at least going has on. a little association with serpents, with the healing. And yes, the, that yes, is true. Yes, that yes. is true. So, so I, saw, I also have some snake mojo. Maybe yeah. not quite the snake mojo you have. A little tiny bit of snake mojo. What's up? So uh, she's like, it's it's this town, dear. It's just, oh, it's an awful place. There's awful, awful things going here. I can feel it. What sort of awful? And and then we, we, we were getting the, this girl's, the new girl's belonging, Sandor and I, and we met the boy, the 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 sheriff's son, and he had this horrible black eye on his face, and and the sheriff is planning something against us. That's what he said. It's the sheriff and the priest in this town, and they are doing something to the children. Okay, hold on. Hold on. New girl? Yes. When did we get a new girl? Oh, this morning while you were (laughs) off. Well, you know. She's pregnant. She's very nice. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Two. What are the, the sheriff and the priest doing with children? The boy had a girlfriend, Ruth. Ruth. I remember him saying something about like what they did to Ruth and she didn't do anything wrong, if I remember this correct. Yes, yeah, the, I, the I girl think... whose fortune you read asked about her sister Ruth, but did not give you her own name. Okay. And, and the little boy also And the boy about... had mentioned someone named Ruth too, Yeva. Yeah. That his dad. Okay. All right. So I didn't hear the name Ruth. The boy didn't give no, me that no. name. No, no. I think I yep, think you, there was I a think you boy. both have Ruth. You have Ruth from your vision in this first episode, and you have Ruth from the boy yeah. saying that his dad had done something to Ruth. You just have no idea who Ruth is. Right. And no, I, yeah. I but I also you, remember. I remember the boy saying something like that to me too. Along yeah, lines. I was gonna like, say somebody was, didn't do anything wrong, boy, and something still happened to her. Yeah. The little yeah. boy at Helen's place also talked about Ruth not doing anything wrong. Yep, yep, that's right. The sh- which is the sheriff's son. Yes. 
Yeah. So no, right. this, That's right. well, I, I gave a reading to a girl asking about her sister, Ruth. Okay. She's missing in the woods. And then I, we're leaving, we're leaving the, we got the new girl's belongings at this house, Helen's house. And the sheriff's son was there and he said, Ruth didn't do anything wrong and they still took her away. Well, he was certainly still upset about it this morning. Wait, you, the sheriff, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, you know I have my reasons. And she reaches over and lazily grabs her bag and pulls out a nice shiny gun. Oh, well. I mean, you could have just stolen it, but okay. She puts the gun in the bag, rifles around a little, and then pulls out a wedding ring. <laughs> ugh. So well, anyway, more so reason he's... to run us out of town. Yeah. Really. <laughs> well, now he's definitely coming after us as soon as he finds those things missing. At least he doesn't have his gun. Probably has another somewhere. Probably. Yeah. yeah it's a small town in Oklahoma. It is the nineteenth. It, it's a small town in Oklahoma. He hasn't. Oh. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that it is, does not it, help my argument. <laughs> it is. The, it is the Dust Bowl. So maybe he's too poor to have another one. Then it'll just be pitchforks. He was um, the only at my show. He was the only man there with a gun. Why do you have such a thing for men with guns? Because if I take the gun from them, they can't hurt anyone. There, I suppose. So, listen. Part of me wants to get us out of town tonight because I see bad things. Part of me wants to just have Sandor destroy the town, but I don't want him... (laughs) Sandor, level it. Sandor just craters a town like the whole... Initiate bulldozer mode. (laughs) I I don't want him indulging in that because... Well, I just don't. And part of me wants to feed this priest and this sheriff to your friend. She just looks at Mahala and just... Are you hungry? And the snake just, like, looks up with these, like, sweet little beady eyes... A little tongue flicker. Danger noodle. (laughs) (laughs) Danger noodle. It's been quite some time since she's enjoyed the taste of human. All right. Well, how do we, um, we just have to, well, it should be easy for you to lure him back now. So that part of the plan is over. That's fine. (laughs) That's easy. He barely put up a fight. He was very easy. They always are. I know. Sometimes I don't know why you keep doing it. It's just so boring. Him? <laughs> but you know how it's going to go. Uh, sorry, my audio cut out. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said, you know how it's going to go all the time. Still makes it a fun challenge. Does it, though? You've seen how many fun trinkets I've gotten. I got a beautiful hand mirror mm-hmm. out of his place, too. I guess, I guess. It's just, you know, when you can see the future, it's just not fun anymore. So. Well, that's why I do what I do, and you do what you do, dear. Which is opium. Do you have any, by the way? Which is opium. <laughs> I left that man's room with a gun, his wedding ring, and his dead wife's mirror. No, I couldn't You're find telling me a opium. cop didn't have any drugs? He barely had blankets. Do you know how cold I was last night? This man has one pillow. One. <laughs> <laughs> he just got priorities, baby. <laughs> oh, I need to get to a city all right 
So what, we get the sheriff and the priest, kill them, Mahala gets a lovely meal, and then what? We get the fuck out of town. We could probably feed the priest to Levi. He likes that sort of thing. You have something else to feel bad about. We could work with that. He always finds himself into churches. Maybe he could get us the priest. I'm sure he could. I could make him. Yeah, you do that. I don't like talking to him. He's so confused. Where's Joan, anyway? Um, I actually haven't seen, heard, or smelled her this morning. I have no <sighs> idea. That's not good. I don't. I don't think we should be bonding off alone in this place. There's woods. There's something about those woods, and what's out there. Why? What's it's, in the woods? Look at them. They're greener than they should be. How long? It is it the Christian God this? that gives green woods to sacrifice? Wait, wait. When, you and when, I. When is sacrifice playing into this? Why else would children be missing in the woods? You and I have seen this before. (laughs) (laughs) Point. But you don't think they're going to kill Joan, do you? No, but Joan just could get into trouble. You know how she is. Uh Not a bad thing. I like Joan. It's just... I'll go see to the dogs. I'll ask Sandor if she's around. And, um, yeah, clean yourself up. Ugh, a cop, that's gross. And she just leaves. <laughs> I look for power, Fenemy, she says as she walks away. Sandor, <laughs> uh, where did you head immediately? Kind of a, you strolled into the, the camp together and Fenemy went off to Yeva immediately. You kind of looked around and noticed Joan was missing. What did you do as Fenemy was uh, having her conversation? First things first, we'll bring uh Fenemy just em- hands em- you the bag stuff, yeah. that she was carrying, just puts it on the pile, and now you have all of Emma's stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring uh Emma and uh Waylon her stuff. They're probably getting her a uh trying to situate her up uh as we speak. Uh while I'm over there, I'm gonna ask Waylon's like if uh he's seen Joan at all and it's been it's almost mid. Uh, it's almost midday. Like she's usually back by now when she disappears. Yeah, you actually find um, they uh, new tent has been pitched for Emma in the meantime until they can find her something a little more uh, substantial. Um, and Wayland and uh, one of the and and Brayden actually are carrying a couple little crates in and some stools, and they've laid down a carpet. And they're just sort of helping to move stuff in for her, get her a little cot set up and everything. Um, Emma's sitting outside and she's peeling like a huge pot of potatoes probably for tonight while they're doing more of the lifting stuff for her tent. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she sees you approaching with like her her meager worldly possessions and a couple little bundles and her eyes kind of brighten up. Uh, and she she sort of sets the potato down on the little paring knife and gets up with that sort of grunt of effort <laughs> that the very heavily pregnant <laughs> do when they stand. But stand she does uh, and she comes over to you with her little waddle and she's like oh sandor you're back already was was helen all right she was fine she she uh wanted to send you her her wishes and uh in one of the bags we have here is uh one of her paintings correct yes and uh 
try and remember. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, she appreciates the vase that you yes, left. we left the left vase. Her. That's yes. right. Yeah, there we go. She's like, oh, I'm so glad that woman. She's an angel, and um, she's really done so much for me. I think she's about the only person left in silence that I'm going to miss. Oh, um, you don't have to just hold those. I'm, uh, I, I think there's a spot for them in here. And she sort of, uh, kind of goes over to the opening of the tent and Waylon says, oh, yes, Sandor, right, right over here. You can, you can just leave it in that pile. Uh, Brayden and I will help situate it. All right. I will, Thank uh, you. I will gingerly place things down. And, <laughs> You're uh... like, you just hear a horrible <laughs> clank as everything in the, ba- as the bag explodes, you set it down the seat. <laughs> Break all of this woman's world. <laughs> I can see you sweating the whole time. You're carrying this like one little suitcase and duffel bag, and you're just like. <sighs> it's especially bad because like, because Fenemy was carrying the painting, <laughs> and Fenemy was just like here. You're like no. <laughs> you actually just stand there until Waylon takes it from your arms. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold it out. It's like, yeah, you can put it down. He's like, mm, no. Yeah, you're like, mm. he's like, I will put it down, <laughs> and he lifts it from you. At least the tent does not have a door, really, so to speak. <laughs> just a flap. <laughs> yes, but I've destroyed flaps before. And uh, Waylon just sort of says, like, all was well. No difficulties with any of the locals. Mm, nothing too bad, as usual. Uh, the No, that was oh my god. Channeling Christian. Oh damn. I love how automatically you think that's me. I did I I read it and I didn't I was like, oh my god, oh my god. That's like too far leaning into this Yeva Christian. That's too far for me, honestly. I like I like heard it and I thought it too, and I saw the realization on Sarah's face, and then I saw her start to type it, and I was like, no, don't do it, Sarah. No. I, I will not elaborate, but for context, uh, I just very quietly typed a dirty joke into our Zoom chat, and everyone thought it was It was like a Christian-level dirty joke. We were shocked. Wow. <laughs> Sarah my, is leading hard into this herd. Christian my reputation is so RPG. bad, I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jens. Someday, all of this can be yours for subscribing to our Patreon. <laughs> that does not exist yet, but that someday. Doesn't, yeah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe. Yet. But we do have the chat saved. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, what was I saying? Uh, you had asked if, um, and then you wanted to ask if he had seen Joan or anything. Yes. Oh, uh, you know, I found it a bit odd that she didn't turn up for lunch yet. Um, no, I, I don't think I've, I haven't seen Joan. I don't think he kind of looks to Brayden and Brayden just kind of shakes his head. Haven't seen her since last night. And then Waylon gets that look of concern on his face because his worries have gone to the same place your worries have. Hmm. Um. Perhaps we should send a few more into town to ask around for her. Hmm. How often is it that uh, Joan kind of finds herself into the, like, bits of shelter belt that we've, uh, in towns we've come across? Um, 
usually when Joan has episodes, they go they go one of two ways. She either ends up in a place that is that at least <laughs> she either ends up in a an altercation that involves the public and public resources or the public themselves and causes quite a bit of destruction and you guys have to break camp and get out real fast or she ends up in so- in the most desolate remotest place that she can get to in on her own two legs in a night's journey um seeing as a uh there was no outcry of public Yes, you uh, were in town and you did not hear, you know, (laughs) the outcry of someone discovering a grisly murder scene or a bunch of butchered animals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that that calms you a little more. Um, Probably more the running and hiding to quiet, isolated places. Mm. So I'd probably say uh, as we were in town, we didn't hear any. Uh, signs of Joan. So it's most likely that she is probably uh, in somewhere, uh, in a place where people don't go. Uh, Probably in the uh, shelter belt in the, or further out into the plains. Waylon nods and he sort of steps out of the tent for a minute and he looks, you know, away from the town out into those rolling windswept plains um, where it's just desolate nothing for miles and miles um and then he he sort of like nods and he says it's better than a public outcry i suppose likely no one got hurt mm-hmm. and then he looks back toward the town <clears throat> and the shelter belt beyond and that worry kind of creases his brow I think i'm not so certain um Perhaps we should pack up and head on out before the before the holiday this evening. I think uh find Joan. Fenemy was thinking the same thing. She doesn't quite uh like the feel of this town. Not certain <clears throat> many of the uh fine folks of silence would like to be spending their Christmas Eve with us. No matter how talented we are. How good the food is. (laughs) Mm. There does seem to be something going on. Uh, Me and Fenemy ran into a boy. I think it was the sheriff's son. Kind of gave off a grievance of uh, missing children around the holidays. Behind you, you hear Emma's uh, small, soft voice say, it's been one every year for the past two years. When you turn to look at her, she kind of has her hands clasped under her stomach. She's worrying her fingers, and she just looks scared. I'll uh, turn to Emma and just like, do you do you know how the uh, children usually go missing? They're not. They're not missing. Not. Not officially. They get sent away. Yeah. 
the first boy, uh, Eric, Eric Pike. Um, they say he killed his pa, and uh, Ray did end up dead. Don't know that the boy did it, but you know the sheriff seemed pretty convinced, and he's just a lad, so. They decided to send him to a larger town for help. His mom wasn't convinced that's what happened, though. And then um, last year, it was a girl. Ruth. Um, she was going wayward. And then Emma kind of makes... A little, a sour look as she says the word wayward. So, uh, you know, off to a church with the proper nunnery. And you can tell by the look on Emma's face that she doesn't believe it. From the uh, short run-ins we've had with the uh, children, none of the children seem to believe it as, uh, either. So. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> but it is probably, I'll turn back to Waylon. It's probably best we do kind of find Joan and try to get out of here. I'll, uh... Waylon sort of nods and then you can tell he's thinking more and he says, how many children... How many children were at the carnival the night before? Do you think you can get a rough idea? I think I saw at least three or four running around, but I usually keep to myself, so probably some of the uh, other acts will probably know better. I'll ask around, Waylon says. I... My people are my first responsibility, our people. But it doesn't sit easy with me that children are disappearing or being sent away. Can Fenemy show up at that moment? Sure. All right. Uh Waylon knows all the truth, right? Of us. Uh, about your about your natures, yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, good. There you are. Oh, good, Sandra, you're here too. Uh hi Emma, how are you? She says, I'm, I'm well. Thank, thank you for helping oh, my to pleasure, retrieve my things and say goodbye to Helen for me. Yeah, she's a wonderful woman. It's too bad she couldn't come with us, too. <clears throat> Stubborn, <laughs> she says. Oh, that's an admirable quality, actually. Do you mind if I, we speak? Or uh, Actually, first of all, am I interrupting something? I'm sorry. Uh, Waylon says, no, no, not interrupting at all. We're just... Joan is still missing, so we're oh. we're worried for her, and seems the favor of the town has been tur- is is turning. This place is fucked. <laughs> this place does appear to be well and truly fucked. He agrees. Yes, it is, this is fucked. This is a fucked place. Um, as a place of fuck, we need to either leave, uh, maybe just all of us. Maybe if we can grab some kids on the way out. Fuck, they think we can't have kids anyway. Let's just take them. Uh, and save their lives because someone's going to be fed something tonight. 
Waylon uh, says, I'm starting to have suspicions of his. I mean, Waylon, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen it in the way that you know that I can see things, but I can feel it. It's very, very wrong. I did a reading for a young lady. Her sister was missing Ruth. And it's not good. Did you see something about Ruth, Emma says? Um, did I? Yes, I saw the woods, right? Yeah. Yes. You saw her like woods. by vines and woods. thorns. Deep, and the slithering vines and the thorns. And vines <laughs> slithering all over her with thorns in them. And it cut her skin and it was like the forest was drinking her blood. <laughs> Emma looks so pale right now. She kind of reaches back and, and sits back in her chair and she says, That enemy doesn't lie. She was a sweet girl. <laughs> I know she was. I, I saw that. Her sister never gave up on her. I could see that too. And there was something with the sheriff's son, wasn't there? Emma gives kind of a pained look and she says, people don't really talk to me like they used to. But there was a little, little bit of a scandal. Ricky and Ruth, you know, I think they were sweet on each other. And for that, they sent Only her one of them got in trouble for it, though. Of course, of course. It's been of that course. way for longer than she I want to admit. She cradles her swollen stomach. <laughs> yeah. Better me just pats her on the shoulder. It'll be better going forward. She nods. Oh, I'm going to use the touch. Fuck it. Hey. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Okay. You want to roll some dice. <laughs> I, got these, I got these abilities and I'm using them. Uh, roll plus breath. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, that is a 12. Uh, I know. What secret do you know about? What secret does she know about the sheriff? That's what I'm trying to see. You know? Oh, I actually uh, get two because I, I rolled a 12, so I get two. Uh, yeah, you get two. I want to see what secret she knows about the sheriff. And I want to see what she's afraid I'll see. So, about the sheriff, you see Emma. Uh, she's a little younger. She's not pregnant. <laughs> mm, fucking sheriff. I can see where this is going already. Okay. She's a little younger. She's not pregnant. Um, she is, uh, it, it's nighttime, and there's a commotion outside. She's leaving, uh, she's leaving a building, a building on the main drag, a building within town, and she's heading toward... Uh, the commotion. There's a small crowd gathered in the dark, and you can see silhouettes of them illuminated by the lights on uh, in the windows at this house down the road. A bit farther away from the church, a bit pushed back, but not outside of town. Uh, there are some raised voices, and you can hear a woman crying, hysterically, sobbing. Uh, she, uh, she approaches the scene. There are people kind of set away from the house a bit, and they're talking, and you hear snippets of it. And they're saying, oh, they're saying, like, it's a, it's a massacre. Devil get into that boy. Someone's crossing themselves. Uh, she kind of goes a little closer, and you hear her kind of call out, is everything okay? Is, 
Is someone hurt? Um, and then the people are like, there's been a murder. And you can tell she's keyed in on the sound of the woman crying. She calls out, she says, Mary, Mary. And she kind of pushes her way through the crowd and she says, Is Mary, all right, Mary, what happened? And she's calling in the door, the front door is open and you can see the sheriff kind of blocking the way behind him. You see a whole lot of blood on the floor. And farther behind that, you see Mary. She's sitting on a chair. She's holding her head in her hands, crumbled, and she's just sobbing and sobbing. She's bloody. Her face is bloodied. Um, you can tell even between her fingers, like, her cheek is swollen. It's purple. Her hands are bruised. Her nails are all jacked up. Um, and the sheriff stands to block Emma's way, and he says, Emma, turnarounds doesn't concern you. It's a private matter. And she says, Mary, she's hurt. And he says, turn around, Emma. And then she goes, where's Eric? And the sheriff says, the boy is taken care of. Mm. And she tries to step forward. Emma's very small compared to this very broad, large man, but she tries to push by him and he just kind of like strong arms her back and his hand goes to his gun and he says, everybody back up, clear out. This doesn't concern you. Go home. Do not pry. And Emma just sort of says, Mary, Mary, oh my God, I... What happened? But Mary doesn't answer. And the sheriff gives kind of Emma a final shove. And he closes the door. Okay. Okay. Is that also part of what she's afraid I'll see? is afraid that you will see her flirting at a bar, a place where no respectable woman belongs. But she did go there. She did wear that short dress. And she did talk to those single men. And she did get their interest. She got one traveler's interest in particular, and he was charming, and he was funny, and he was nice. And she did like him, but he wasn't a good Christian boy. But she liked him, and he liked her. And, you know, she liked the Lord, too. But maybe not enough. And she's afraid that you'll see... That she is fallen. That she is a sinner. That she turned her back on the church. And the people here. And that she sullied herself. Okay. And that she deserved to be pushed out. All right. Okay. Um, so. The, the, the touch when. When. 
Fenemy, when it comes on, sometimes she can make it happen automatically. Other times it just happens when she touches people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she doesn't have control over that. And I think sometimes she's very cautious about touching people because of that, because she sees things sometimes she doesn't want to see. Uh, but so even just like touching Emma to, to comfort her was kind of a big deal. It means that she likes her because she's taking a risk every time she touches someone. Uh, and this is an instance where it, it came on on its own uh, for her. So when she touches her, she just kind of pats her. And there's that moment she gets where she looks like she almost like eyes roll back in her head and she looks like she's, she's going to pass out or fall because she's, she's getting all these visions in her head. And she has that, that moment again. And she just kind of like staggers reaches back to steady you when that happens. She like grabs yeah. your kind of forearm and reaches for your shoulder. And she's like, Fenemy grabs her back and just kind of steadies herself, comes back and looks her in the eye. And was she sitting? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Uh, she was sitting when you came over, but she stood when you started to sway. Okay. All right. All right. Fair, fair, fair enough. So then Fenemy just kind of clasps her both shoulders, draws her in very, very closely and uh, just says to her. Hmm. How do I want to word this? Child, you haven't done anything wrong. She kind of freezes for a moment. And you feel that little attention and a little tremble in her her and small frame. And then it, her arms just tighten around you and she just hugs you. And she she as she hugs you, so it's nice and close. Okay. Uh so the others, because I particularly don't want them to say this like in front of the men around. All right. Uh, but I so I want to make sure like it's a whisper so they don't hear, it, but I'm just gonna whisper it in her ear. Any God that would judge you for doing something in your nature is not a God. Because he would have created you to do that. She holds the hug for a moment. And when mm. she pulls back, she kind of looks into your eyes. And you see that she sees something there in your eyes. And it's something that makes her wonder at the yeah. same time it assures her. I particularly have extremely ancient eyes. That is a feature of Fenemy. She, she just has otherworldly and ancient eyes. Uh, but I look at her again in a minute in the eye and I say, you have a home here and no one's ever going to judge you. Thank you. Be safe. For both of us. Of course. Be careful in silence, Fenemy. Oh, I've been around a long time. I'll be careful. I know how to take care of myself. She nods. (laughs) And she... Sits back down. <laughs> it is time to go like Brotherhood of Evil Mutants on this town. I'm not saying that in character. I'm just saying that as Christian. <laughs> just show up at Yava's tent with a hit list, my dude. Yep, let's do this. Fuck like this everyone above, above the age of 16, you're done. Read <laughs> it into the <laughs> snake. <laughs> Every man in town, the snake is feasting. Yeah, the women and children live unless Correct. they're bitches. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Joan's making friends. Yeah, <laughs> Joan comes back with a beagle. Look at this dog. But Joan, Joan, if you're putting this together, is Joan met the mom of the first boy. That was yes. Eric's mom. Yeah. That was the one that was crying that she was seeing. She she lost it and she's been out in the woods. She became a and witch. Was, was she yeah. the one that was at? Yeah, um, she's Mad Mary. Levi's show? Yep, yeah. Mad Mary. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. 
Joan's making friends. She's starting to name these trees as she's walking. Yeah, but you know what? Jo- like, Joan met like the almost only like good person in this whole fucking place. <laughs> that's a lie. New girl is a sweetheart. Yeah, Emma's oh, adorable, but like you know, Emma's one of ours now. Yeah, Emma's ours now. Her. Mary did nothing wrong. Yeah, we stand in this household. We do. Found family. How much? Of, <laughs> how many of us are crazy women? Most of us. <laughs> yeah. Totally normal. <coughs> Joan, you've been wandering through these woods for literal hours at this point. If you weren't so used to walking barefoot, your feet would be bleeding by now. You've covered miles and miles, and your legs are strong, and your body is strong, and you can keep going, but you're starting to really worry about your friends worrying about you. (laughs) And you've definitely come to the conclusion that these are not normal woods. (laughs) A part of you knows deep down in your heart of hearts that you are in that shelter belt and that you are yet somehow not in that shelter belt. And that frightens you. You are someone who turns into a wolf sometimes and you are friends with a man who can, who can crush a, a steel door by closing it, um, one of your colleagues can see the future. And you've never encountered anything like this, like space folding the way it must have folded to bring you here. And part of you is frightened that even your incredible colleagues and friends, your pack, your family will not be able to find you here. You certainly haven't had any luck finding them. What do you do? So first, Joan's over here, and she's just, like, talking to this dog. (laughs) And she's like, this tree is going to be Freddy, and this tree is going to be Charlie. And if we see (laughs) Freddy and Charlie again, they are out of the friend circle. (laughs) We're not friends anymore, Charlie. (laughs) Exactly. uh, One-time friends only. She's going to wander around a little bit of her is just like telling herself that she kind of wants to see mary again because it's been a long time and she would want to see anybody but then she kind of doesn't want to see mary again because that was uncomfortable and strange and there's something not quite there's something a little bit off there and uh huh what is she gonna do uh, she's gonna maybe climb a tree and see if she can like look around from someplace up high. All right, you are fairly good at climbing trees. No roll required. You get up there, maybe the claws come out a little tiny bit, and you start scaling. It is difficult to climb the tree and hold on to the dog, however. Oh god, you don't quite have enough fabric to like. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean. How do mother dogs carry their pups around? (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Doable? Yeah, if you want to go for it, no roll needed. This is totally on brand. That'll work. Okay. This little pup kind of tucks his little his tail up there the way that they do when they're being carried by the scruff, and you're like (laughs) I'm in this tree. You claw your way up to the top of this very tall, very thick old growth tree. This tree must be 
200 years old. This is not this is not a tree that was planted by Roosevelt a couple years ago, okay? <laughs> uh but you you eventually uh you it gets lighter and lighter as you get to the top. The bottom of the bottom of this forest is still in fairly deep shade. It's the canopy is so thick. But as you climb, you can see that day has indeed come. Um hmm. and there is there's some light up there <laughs> as you get beyond the brows and you're starting to get excited. You're like, "All right, it is daylight. I'm not stuck in eternal night. I'm going to be able to see like the sun and figure out which way north is and, and maybe all like this a big stuff. circus tent or something, yeah. you know, or right. smoke or something." Yeah, right. Um, and you're just, you're really excited and you give it that final burst of strength and speed and crest the canopy and you look out and you see nothing but rolling forests as far as the eye can see. And in the distance, mountains, (laughs) forested mountains that like crest the clouds even. It is cool and misty and cloudy and crisp and green and alpine forest everywhere. Yep. <laughs> okay. She's gonna uh climb back down. <laughs> yeah, very slowly. <laughs> you scurry back to the, the forest floor, your heart stumping in your chest and not from physical exertion. And you hear a twig snap. And the pup that you're just about to transfer from your mouth back to your hands lets out this low kind of keening whine that's just pure terror. And you can smell the fear on him, that like kind of fur and urine fear stink coming off of this dog. Has he been kind of okay for like uh, since we left Mary for like the long wandering time or has he been a little bit He's been at least nervous the whole time but hasn't been an abject terror the whole gotcha. time. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I will see if I can, do I see when I look at where the tap, the, the twig snapped? You see nothing without a roll. Okay. So I thought. I will make another keep an eye out for trouble roll. That is a three. <laughs> <laughs> can I give you my re-roll? You can take mine. No, she can take no, mine no. too. That's yeah. okay. I like it. To get out of the fucking woods. I'm, I'm okay. Joan's just going to never get out of the woods. That's what I'm, I'm okay with this. Joan um, doesn't deserve this. No, she doesn't. Joan is like the best of us. Um, so I don't see anything. No, I you feel that so, you feel very much that something is there. I am going to just start running. Got nowhere to go to, though. (laughs) But I'm going to go the opposite way of the mountains. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to run. And maybe an Endure the Darkness roll. Endure the Darkness. Embrace the Darkness? Endure the darkness. There it is. Okay, the here darkness. we go. Yeah. Face of danger. Tell me what you want to withstand and roll plus breath. Is that is that okay? Can I apply that there? Yep, absolutely. I would say that this is certainly applicable. Okay, I will do that and just run holding this little dog. Okay, that is a nine. So the All MC right. will offer you a wicked bargain. 
a painful choice or a price paid to the darkness. Joan, you can get out of these woods if you drop the pup. Hmm. You're running right now. Your adrenaline is on high. And that survival instinct, which is lives in your bones, is kicking hard right now. And it tells you, preserve yourself. Uh, Oof. Do you listen? Uh, take care of him, Freddie and Charles. I'm going to drop the dog. Oh. <laughs> 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 You let the pup go with a little thing. Just leave him behind you. <laughs> and you if he if he howls or cries, you don't hear it. You just are gone. Swift through the woods. Your arms and legs pumping, your thighs burning, your Ah, I take it back. I can't I can't sleep this little dog. I can't. I go back. And John can't leave the dog. Changed my mind. I can't. The part of you that is human tells you you can't leave the dog. I can't do it. I go back. You can go back. All right, I go back. You uh, turn around, leaving a big gouge in the in the dirt there, um, really scraping up the soles of your feet, which are pretty tough. Which says something about how hard you just turned there. Uh, So you've got some bloody feet as you're running back uh, to the little pup, which is just kind of backed against a tree right now, just. Shivering in terror and kind of like just just crying, yelping, crying. You run over and you scoop him up. Um, I'm sorry, Toto. I'm just kidding. (laughs) This little dog, you're like, I can't. I'm a pack animal. (laughs) We're going to get out of here together or not at all. Yeah. He is mine now. Family. (sighs) Scoop him up. You're telling him, like, I'm so sorry, little bud. I'm not going to leave you. Your pack, I'm not going to leave you. That sort of thing. Uh, And. Shit, you are stuck in these woods forever. Girl. I am. I am. <laughs> you are feel very alone. You have this little pup, and it's the only thing that you have right now, and it is soft and weak and defenseless, and you are all it has. And right now, you're not feeling, like, terribly much. Um, you feel like something is circling you in the dark woods. You are a predator. You've been a predator all your life. And you feel very small right now, very much like the prey, very much like you are missing your pack and you are not complete without it. You're just one. You're broken. You are always meant to be more than one. Question for you. So every time I change, I break a bone, which do you have an idea of what bone was broken this time? Hmm. I totally forgot that because you, yep, yep. I definitely forgot that. Let's say. Let's say it's a rib. Okay. You've had this, you've been running and stuff, and it's all been very painful. You have this horrible stitch in your side. Mm-hmm. A rib is broken. Okay. Oh, God. Just me and this dog in these woods with Mary and her mysterious son. What does a wolf Forever. do when separated from its pack? I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know. What do they do? They howls. They howl. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I guess I... Oh. 
I guess I will do that. Thank you, Christian. All right, Joan. Uh, feeling very much broken, very much apart from the thing that makes you whole, very much longing for the friendly face of Sandor, or even fucking smarmy Yeva and her horrible snake. <laughs> like anyone, really? <laughs> I love it. That's such a perfect description for how oh, it's I feel. So smarmy. Smarmy you Yeva. Throw your head back and you call out. You put your whole self into the cry. And the, the little puppy actually howls with you. Like, he doesn't know what to do. It's like, what the fuck is happening? And it's just like, ah! <laughs> oh, so you're both just in these woods, calling out, putting your whole self out there, trying to find the part of you that is missing and the part of you that is your pack. Back at our carnival, uh, you're standing around here. You've just had a conversation with... Emma and Wayland, you have concerns about the town. You have concerns for yourself. You're torn. You know that you're in danger, but you know that others are perhaps in even more danger. And you hear in the distance the long, mournful cry that is unmistakable to all of you as Jones howl. And it is coming. First, it sounds like it's coming from silence, and then you know it is coming just beyond silence from those shelter trees. Uh, first off, have we ever heard Joan howl, howl oh, out yeah. before? Oh yeah, she howls for fun sometimes. Yep, yep you are you are this well made to Joan's howl. She howls with her voice. Show. <laughs> like, there is a note of fear and desperation and pleading in this howl that you are quite unaccustomed to, though. Joan is not often terrified. Yep, which probably means uh, Sanders probably going to break off into a sprint in that direction. Sandor starts running for the trees. <laughs> the ground First, is a little bit like, oh, oh fuck. Like he's just holding the ground. The ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to like look at. Other rouse just like, get the fuck out of the way. They're like running, diving. <laughs> but before I like break, uh, like just break into a sprint, I'm probably going to, uh, just like look at Waylon, look at Fenemy, and just like book it in that direction. Yeah, Waylon just meets right gaze, and it's just like go. You see on his face, like go. Fenemy <laughs> uh, will comfort Emma because she's a lot of shit going on that she doesn't understand, and yeah. she knows that Sandor will probably just kill everything in the forest anyway. So Emma's uh, like, she's gonna... is that a wolf? Oh, um, well, sort of. Uh, complicated question it's complicated <laughs> yes uh, but no it's Joan you'll meet her in a little bit <laughs> that's just Joan oh uh, is Sandor alright yes him and Joan him and Joan are close uh, can I say that Yeva shows up at this point with Mahela just draped over her yeah absolutely and everyone in the carnival heard that cry yeah and everyone that's... in the carnival heard Sandor just running footsteps just through the carnival. We're lucky the tents are still standing. <laughs> the ground is just rumbling. We're, we're probably on the edge <laughs> as it was. All the vehicles drop as the tires deflate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're probably at the edge as it was. That was Joan directly followed by Sandor. Yes, yes. Well, at least we know where she is. Hopefully. 
I'm sure Sandor will get to it. It'll be fine. We just don't know where Levi is now, but he's off probably doing Levi things. He'll reappear. Yeah, he always does, unfortunately. He always comes back. You know, it's almost nine o'clock. I'm going to take a little narrative leap here to bring Levi back into the narrative. I'm going to say that Levi has been at camp with uh, the boy that he has brought back, entertaining the boy in various ways or talking to him. We'll cover that next session. Right. He found the kid in the edge of the forest last time. mm -hmm. That is right. Okay. Uh, who was, what was that? That was, uh, I have it written down here. James? No, Eli. Yep, this one's Eli. James is the older brother. Yep, yep. Um, and at this point, uh, Levi and the, uh, the, the kid are gonna flag, Levi's gonna flag you down as you're running, kind of reaching the edge of camp. Levi's like, Sandor, like, hold up a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the little boy with him, and Levi's like, I know that Jones in the woods. Uh, <clears throat> I probably have a hard time breaking because I like I'm like full sprinting at uh, at that point. <laughs> ah, I just tear a huge gouge <laughs> in the fucking earth. <laughs> rocks fly up. <laughs> Eli here is familiar with the woods. I think he can help us find her, our friend. And uh, Eli, at this point, is holding um, Levi's hand, just mm-hmm. kind of fearlessly eating a sweet, just been having a grand old time here at the carnival, <laughs> not a care in the world. And um, he just kind of looks at Levi as Levi is like, offering this, and he like smiles, and he, he, he nods. I, uh, I'll say it's like, oh, okay, okay, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about how she sounded, uh, do you think you could try and keep up with me a little bit? Levi will lift up Eli and insert some sort of biblical quote about shepherding children or protecting them or something. Either sure. walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness <laughs> and will not fear. The Lord and thy staff will protect me. And uh, basically say, like, you know, we're going to go for a little ride, piggyback style, and uh, he'll set off jogging with you toward toward the woods. All right. I, uh, take a little narrative leap there, but I think Troy would like to be involved in the scene. Uh, I don't know if he's still in chat, but Troy did just pop in chat and gift a sub to Otter Poet. Uh, hey, oh, hey, Otter Poet. I didn't realize Otter Poet was with us. Uh, I don't know if they are. Uh, Troy huh. gifted a random sub and random subs just go out to one of our followers. Hey, hey, all right. And it happened to go to Otter Poet. Nice. So Troy might be here. Who knows? It says he's still in chat. Hey. Hey, hey Troy. Troy. I hope you don't mind, so- but I have you and Eli <laughs> assisting. In this joint recovery. <laughs> All right. So uh, with the long mournful cry and panicked cry of Joan trapped somewhere in these woods, uh, yet deeper than these woods, um, we have a couple of the loyal party members slash pack mates running off to her rally. Um, a couple more remaining back at camp while tensions within the town stir. Um, and in fact, those of you remaining back at camp as uh, Sandor and Levi kind of disappear uh, down the rolling hills toward the shelter. About a few minutes later, you can 
see the little dust cloud puffing up of a couple vehicles approaching the carnival. One of them is a pickup truck that you saw parked outside the sheriff's office, Yeva. She looks home. <laughs> she looks at uh, Fetimi, uh and just says, "Company's here, including one of our friends." And then she looks to Emma and says, "Let's get you somewhere safe, dear." I don't. She want looks to toward the vehicles, and she just looks at you, and she she nods. <laughs> uh and. Uh, she, with permission, she will help Emma into, uh, her room on the cart, which has all the blankets and pillows and soft things the for pregnant room. women. Yep, absolutely. She tells you, she's like, very quickly, she's like, your place is so lovely. <laughs> thank you, I- like, this is beautiful, thank, thank you. I, I collect soft things for Mahela and me. It's lovely. Are you all going to be alright out there? The sheriff- this is a hard, loud man. Well, people have been unhappy about us being in their towns before. And it's going to happen again. We'll Be take careful. care of... We always take care of each other. She kind of settles on one of your little couches or cushions and she says, Okay, I'll, I'll wait here. I won't, I won't get in the way. <laughs> it's not about you getting in the way. It's about you staying safe. Both of you. I'll stay safe then. <laughs> and she makes her way out. Alright. Outside, Wayland is getting himself together, straightening out his jacket, is getting ready to meet the uh, the approaching posse, along with Yeva, I'm sure, and Oh, you Fenemy. know it! This yeah, Fenemy is, Fenemy is uh, ready. Yeah, she's just uh, smoothing out her, her, her skirts and, and ready to receive... These Circling people. round in that wall of solidarity are several other <clears throat> formers, roustabouts, just other fine folks of this traveling carnival. You know, they're grabbing, just holding a hammer that they use, you know, to pound the big tent spikes in, or, you know, a knife used to prepare meals, that sort of thing, and yeah. just gathering round, <laughs> waiting to see what trouble is coming up the drive next. And that is where we will leave tonight's session. Oh. Next session will likely be our finale. It is later in the afternoon today on Christmas Eve. The sun will be going down soon. And tensions are high. Confrontations are coming to a head. And tune in for our next session to see how it all goes down. Inside. Which will be our first of 2023. Yeah. Oh, so nice. thanks for ending the year with us. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining uh, on this last episode of 2022, which is absolutely wild. Um, we will see you next time. And next session will be January the 13th. It'll be a Friday the 13th for our finale. Very appropriate. Um, if you like what you see Friday here, the 13th when everyone in silence dies. <laughs> fine Um, they deserve it most of them uh, if you like what you see you can give us a follow on the twitch it is free and it'll just let you know when we are going live uh, which is usually every other Friday at 7pm EST ish 
uh, unless enough people fail their con saves, and then we will let you know on all of our social media. Happens is- sometimes, and it's unavoidable. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we are all- but mere mortals of flesh and bone here at DMZ. Most of us, not me, but the other. <laughs> well, ones. yeah, you're a list. list. That's different. That's right. Yeah, we're just gristle and leather. <laughs> that's all. That's all. <laughs> we're on all the social medias at DMs After Dark. You can also check us out on all of the podcast apps under DMs After Dark, which has um, our our main podcast currently on hiatus, Modified Roles. Uh, all of the audio versions of these shows on Twitch, the occasional 1D6, 1D4, which is my chaos baby, and right now, uh, Rainy's solo project, playing with myself on the internet, where he does solo RPG stuff. Which, despite its title, is probably the most wholesome thing we've ever put up, and is extremely family-friendly. Do we want to talk about stuff that's coming up in the new year, too? Yeah, go for it. All right, uh, so a couple things. Uh, One, uh, we are working on some t-shirts, so... Uh, just going to get them from the people we're getting them from, which is Redbubble, to make sure they don't suck. And then it will be live and available if you want to rep our merchandise and be cool uh, and support the stream. Uh, the other thing, which I did put a video up on our, our Facebook, I think maybe Rainy might have changed it across uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. too. But uh, our next game uh, will be a slight change of format for us because we've done traditionally like shorter series and rotated. Uh, and that Honestly, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's hard to come up with new characters and everything and, and new stories on short notice. And we also feel sometimes that you don't want to leave those characters, uh, you know, when you uh, when you spend some time and then you get to like them and you're like, well, wait, I don't want that story to be over. Uh, so we've decided that we're going to take a longer form format uh, for at least the next game we play. And we might still have to disperse some short ones and definitely our trademark stupid one shots. Uh, but the next game will be RuneQuest. Uh, which I'm running, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, if you've never heard of RuneQuest, it is the other OG fantasy role-playing game because it's as old as uh, – I'm older than it, but it's as old as um, – actually, technically, I'm not, which is cool. Uh, it's as old as D&D. Uh, it came out about the same time. Uh, the world that it's set in, Glorantha, is actually predates D&D. Uh, it's written by Greg Stafford. It's a really awesome – very mythologically dense Bronze Age fantasy game. I think you guys are going to like it. And I'm running a pre-written campaign, uh, which is very highly regarded, called Six Seasons in Sartar, uh, which is a great introduction to it. So even if you don't know all this stuff, we'll learn all the role, you know, like the lore together because there's a shit ton of it. Okay. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to running it because if you've listened to our uh, podcast, I have like nerd void about RuneQuest hard. Christian has been gushing about this game for months. A year. Oh, a solid year because Amber got the starter set for me when it went out at Gen Con. That's right. Yep. And since then, I've just been like, oh, my God. Uh, and I and oh. I will tell you, I literally was like, <laughs> why do I need another fantasy role playing game? And then I opened it and I saw why. Uh, so <laughs> join us and you you will also see why. Hopefully, Yeah, I, if will I say, do a from, good job. Yeah. From what I've read of RuneQuest, it is. A lot of the fantasy RPGs are very medieval based. RuneQuest takes you back further, takes you Bronze Age. Completely. It's totally different. Mythic. It's yeah. mythic. Yeah, it feels very epic. Uh, so it, it's fantasy in its own light, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be We're cool. talking the Iliad. We're talking the Odyssey. Nope. We're talking Gilgamesh. We're yes. old epics. Beowulf. <laughs> yep. With oh, a lot Beowulf. of inclusivity. Beowulf. So. some trauma <laughs> associated with Beowulf. I have so so everybody needs to know that I, I'm playing our, our our off stream obsession is Valheim and uh, I joined Amber and Kent's game like late and was a noob uh, right when they were trying to tame locks which are like these big kind of almost like owlbear things 
And so I named my character Grendel because it's a pun on my last name and, uh, and proceeded to die like 15 times in a row. So many times <laughs> trying to trap Trying locks. to tame this lox. <laughs> so we named the lox Beowulf because that's Grendel's bait, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and Beowulf's baby mama is Wiglaf because we all know. Yes, we, we know. know. <laughs> we know what went on there. That was the many lonely nights on that ship sailing. We're such nerds. We're sorry, guys. But we're not. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. most of us English majors. Like. Not sorry at um, all. All right. Uh, so I think that's all we've got for now, right? I think that's it. On the big news, if any local folks are going to Captain Con in February, you might see a few of us there. Perhaps even join a couple games some of the DMs might be running. Um, or any panels we might be putting on. We will... More details on that coming soon, but Captain Con is local gaming convention at the Crown Plaza in Warwick, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Uh, most of us will be there at least at some point. Yes. Hope to see you there. Come and say hi if you see us. Yeah, definitely. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Um, I already went over my... Oh, God, you guys made me lose my spiel. Oh, fuck. All right, wow. you know what? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we said all the things. Here we are. Have a very happy new year. Hope the yes. end of 2022 is fun for you and that 2023 treats you well. Uh, we will be back in the new year with the same amount of shitty humor, dick jokes, and references to our favorite eldritch god, Yukon Cornelius, as you can expect. Have a well, good I'm night. I'm running out of time to incorporate Yukon Cornelius, okay? Yeah, you gotta give us some little... <laughs> no, he's still got it. What's he's that? in finale, our trip. Finale yeah. Cornelius is coming he's, up. He's in our <laughs> trip. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're you did, only you a little... You put some hot ones in there. There are mounds we got. We'll, you know what? We'll, my next tree friend will be Yukon Cornelius. That's what we'll say. Ah. <laughs> we'll get in one last Yukon. Uh, have a good night, everyone. We're a little sorry. Uh, yeah. And un un until next time, they just makes well. Good night, guys. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New night. Year, everyone. Bye. Bye.